Vancouver Presale Condos. Brought to you by the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. This is the Vancouver Presale Condos Podcast, and I'm Matt Scalina. And I'm Adam Scalina. Everyone talks about the apparent lack of transparency when it comes to presale construction here in Vancouver. And it's true. It's a hyper-competitive environment, and there's tons of bad information and barriers to access. So here's what we do. One, this is your direct channel to developers in Greater Vancouver. Two, you will hear directly from the source about what makes their projects unique and neighborhoods great. Three, we seek out new construction projects across Metro Vancouver, both for investors and end users at various price points. So if you like what you hear on this podcast or are interested in pre-sale construction more generally, go over to VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com and sign up for VIP access. Okay, so I'm here with Dave Steele, CEO of Western Canadian Properties Group. How are you doing, Dave? Awesome, thanks. How are you today? Not too bad. Thanks for taking the time. Appreciate it. So Dave, um, we brought you on today to talk a little bit about what's going on in Fort St. John's and Dawson Creek. Um, and the project we, we wanted to start off with is Cambridge Estates. Um, can you maybe start by telling us a little bit about the project? Yeah, it's a 100-unit development in, uh, in Fort St. John. It's in one of the nicest neighborhoods in northwest Fort St. John. And Fort St. John is a town of about 20,000 people that, uh, you know, in our opinion, is about to explode with growth. Uh, there's kind of a tsunami of jobs hitting the north, northeast BC, uh, with a number of these major announcements that have just come down the pipe. Right. And maybe we can talk about the announcements a bit. Um, you know, obviously, we've we've talked about Fort St. John and Dawson Creek and obviously Kitimat um, on our on our, our program. Um, but why are you excited about the area? And can you kind of dig into that a bit? Well, we've been developing up there for the last seven years. And, uh, you know, we see a lot of growth. There's two main components. First of all, uh, about a couple of years ago, they proceeded with Site C Dam. And at the time, at $10 billion, Site C Dam was the largest project in BC's history. So they proceeded with Site C Dam. When the NDP government got in uh, about a year ago, uh, just over a year ago, the first thing they did is they said, we're going to have a review of Site C Dam. And that really kind of put a skid on the growth of what was happening up in Northeast BC. Uh, and then about four months later, so in about December of 2017, after they finished their review, the NDP government said, we're going to proceed and Site C Dam, the $10 billion project, is going to go ahead. So it's kind of taken about two years, almost a year and a half, to get back to where it was when the NDP government got in. Um, but it's now poised. Last month, 3,500 people were working on Site C Dam. And, you know, the jobs just continue to roll as a result of Site C Dam. And then hot on the heels of Site C Dam, as everybody, if you've been watching the news at all, on October 2nd, Shell announced uh, a $40 billion project, the largest private project in Canadian history. And of course, everybody thinks that, wow, this is great for Kitimat because that's where the terminal is going to be in the liquefaction center. But typically in a project like this, about 75% of the benefits accrue to the area where the gas actually is. And all of the natural gas in BC, not all of it, but the ma vast majority is around Fort St. John and Dawson Creek. So this is going to result of almost $2 billion a year of drilling for natural gas uh, around Dawson Creek and Fort St. John. You know, they're talking about another 200 wells a year. Each well is somewhere in the range of 10 to $15 million. So it's going to be a massive, massive job creator. Um, for Northeast BC. 
Right. And then if, we, or if we're talking about uh, the amount of time where these jobs are going to be created and how long these projects are going to last, are we talking 5, 10, 15, 20 years? 40 years. 40 years. I mean, once they, once they build the terminal and they build the pipeline, they've got to keep the pipeline full of gas 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So it's not like they build this pipeline in this liquefaction facility. Once they build it, they've got to build it and fill it with gas to ship this gas for the coast. So it's massive in terms of what's happening in Northeast BC. And the two cities, in our opinion, the two towns that are going to benefit the most, both from the drilling and the gas plants and the water treatment facilities, and then all the spin-off jobs that happen from it, all the hotels, all the restaurants, all the service industries. You know, it's it's just such a significant amount of money in two little towns. Fort St. John is only just over 20,000 people, and Dawson Creek is just over 13,000 people. In fact, they they interviewed the mayor of Dawson Creek uh, in the last week in one of the one of the newspapers, and he was quoted as saying, you know, he could see this driving the population in a very short period of time. He could see this driving the population of Dawson Creek from thirteen thousand people to over twenty thousand people. Wow, wow! So we're we're talking a lot of people coming to the area. Likely, they're going to be looking for rental properties. Um, and, and are you guys doing anything with any of the corporations that are going to be involved out there? We are. And what we've really seen from being up there this long is that, you know, because of the nature of these towns, a lot of the rental supply in both Dawson Creek and Fort St. John is a lot of older properties. So the type of people that are moving in there, keeping, I think the latest stat on Fort St. John was that the average income in Fort St. John is 139,000 a year. So, you know, we're talking about people moving up there, high paying jobs, and they're not prepared in most cases, the companies and the individuals are not interested and don't want to rent the old 1970s, 1980 product. Right. Now, keep in mind, you know, in our in our properties, we put in washer dryers, we put in gas fireplaces. You know, we, we, we really design these and they're really nice pro- projects. Um, so, you know, even as we've gone through a bit of a slowdown in the last 18 months in Fort St. John and Dawson Creek, where the, you know, the vacancy rate in Fort St. John at one point hit about 20% vacancy. We never really ourselves went much above four or five percent because although there's tons of vacancy, there was, it was mostly in the older product. So when you build new product that you're going to rent out and you, you design it with all of the all of the amenities and the features, uh, it tends to be what that market really wants to rent. So we're talking about brand new product that's going to rent, it's going to be superior to the older buildings in the area. What kind of features and amenities have you guys included that makes this project special? Well, you know, first of all, we start out with a couple different, with three different product types in Fort St. John. We have a a coach house, which is a one bedroom, 720 square foot unit above a giant garage. And I say giant garage because most of the people that built the old buildings in Fort St. John built them with very tiny parking stalls. So they came from with a Vancouver mentality. They went up there and they built a parking stall that would fit a Miata. And no one in Fort St. John and Dawson drive a Miata. They all drive F-150s or bigger. So we designed our garages and our parking stalls all energized. Again, a lot of the old rental properties don't have plug-ins. And it's a big problem when you're trying to rent your unit and it's minus 40 and you don't have a plug-in. So we designed our units with large garages that'll fit your F-150. And then in this case, it's about a $259,000 
coach house, which is a one bedroom suite, 700 square feet above a garage. So those have been incredibly popular. A lot of the executives, a lot of the managers, a lot of people that fly in and fly out, they love it. Uh, they can rent them out furnished and unfurnished, and then they can, you know, when they're when they're up there using it, the people that rent it, when they travel and go, they just leave their truck in the garage, nice and heated, and they go off and and uh, so that that's a that's a very popular design we have. Uh, the second one is we have a two bedroom, two bath townhome with a den. Again, gas fireplace, five appliances, um, you know, two bedrooms, two be two bedrooms and two baths. Again, a lot of the older product are two bedroom, one bath. And that doesn't really, you know, market very well for the people that are up there. So just just a lot of features, especially the brand new part that really draws people. And then the third product type are executive townhomes. Uh, they're three bedroom. They're about three hundred and ninety nine thousand. And they have a double garage that actually fits two F-150s. So, again, when we're renting it to families and, and you know, larger corporations that have their executives coming up there, um, you know, we can really fit the needs for all the corporations. Uh, and, you know, when they come up, they see exactly what they want in all the different product types we have. Okay, so just to reiterate the, the price ranges. So the starting prices start where? About two fifty nine for the one bedroom with a garage, okay. two ninety nine for the two bedroom plus a den, and three ninety nine for the three bedroom with the two car uh, two car garage. Okay, and can we talk a little bit about? Um, so th this is obviously uh, it's it's in the pre construction period. Correct. We're actually just starting construction on them today. Okay. Uh, the, the key the key in the north is you have to get into the ground before the get you know the snow starts right so it's one of the other restrictions as to why as these markets really take off um people always think well as the market takes off there'll be you know a lot of people come up there and start building but you've got very very short building seasons and everybody always comes in sort of late to the game and says okay i guess now we'll start building so we we think we're at a really good stage in the cycle uh you know right now we're coming out of uh you know we're coming out of 18 months of you know where the market generally hasn't been very good um but you know we know that from 3 years ago and you know, four years ago, you know, we were renting properties at $400 higher than we are today. So, you know, you can look at a property today, you can look at the history and see that, hey, I can make sense of this today from a cash flow standpoint. And I can look at the history and see when this market really tightens up, what kind of rents we've seen in the past. And Dave, when when can we actually expect completion of the project? Uh, fall, fall of 2019. Fall of so we're, we're, yeah, we're going to begin marketing right after this podcast. We're going to begin opening it up. So um, this is the kind of the first run of it. We're doing a webinar, uh, the, the, a recording, which I believe you're going to send out to your listeners. And we're going to basically, do, you know, do a launch of this to the to to a whole bunch of sort of preferred agents and and friends and family of ours. And Dave, can you tell us a little bit about um, so in thinking of the types of investors looking at this product? We have the investor that's kind of the long-term hold, and then we have the investor that's looking to kind of buy something, let it complete, and um, not necessarily flip it, but hold it for a shorter period of time and hopefully make a bit of a cap gain. Does this appeal to both sides of the investors, or is it does it favor one? 
You know, what I say to people is go and do your analysis of where you think this region is going to be in three years and five years and 10 years and 15 years. I think the outlook for the next, you know, we've been sitting seven years, you know, along with a lot of investors, we've been invested up in this region. And quite frankly, we've all waited for this one bit. of. First of all, we waited for Site C Dam, which we got. Then they thought it was going to be taken away, and now we got it again. So, you know, the real stability of the region for the next decade is really set by Site C Dam. So, you know, we're super excited about that. Then the biggest news we waited on was, you know, would this Shell project go ahead? And it's interesting because a lot of people, when they read the news, they think, oh, I think I'll, I think I'll, you know, race up to Kitimat and I'm going to buy something in Kitimat. But the reality is Kitimat is a, it's a relatively, you know, maybe it's a seven year play where you're going to have a lot of jobs while they build it out. But the jobs just come to the Northeast and they just stay there. So what I say to people is go and read the data. There's some really good reports and really good data we provide to a lot of our purchasers. And I say go and read it and really understand it because, you know, the number of jobs, and, you know, they're talking about 20,000 jobs being in this region. You know, the number of jobs is just phenomenal. So will there be a good play here, in my opinion, for three years or five years? Absolutely. You know, what what I've experienced, and I have a, I have a couple of kids, 25 and 26-year-old, that have invested and owned properties here. And, you know, what I want to do is I, I went through this in Fort McMurray, and we saw such a significant spike in the rents. And if you can get a property where all of a sudden and you get huge positive cash flow and you can take that amount every month and pay it down to your mortgage, you know, you can be in a situation on these properties where you've got them paid down in 15 or 20 years. So from that standpoint, I really like the longer term play because, again, it depends on your age and your investing style, but I really like that ability to buy a property with really good cash flow. Um, and, and I say to people, if you can't see yourself clear to a day in the not too distant future where these rents are significantly higher, then you shouldn't look to invest here. So, you know, it's how, how do you go through that data and how do you comb through it and understand and then leave believing you, you need to either leave and believe that that's the case or you don't believe that's the case. And if you don't, you shouldn't buy. Right, right. No, great advice. And it, and it helps that the property is going to be brand new. So if you are holding it a long period of time, you won't have as many headaches as uh, some of the 70s and 80s buildings. Of course. Well, absolutely. And, the, you know, the second part to that is, is that each of the investors also has the option to go into a rental program. And the furnished rental business, when the market takes off, is really good. Now, what normally people do is they go, I'm going to go buy a place and I'm going to put furniture in there myself and I'm going to go rent it out to these corporations. The challenge is when we talk to the corporations and they come in, they don't want one unit or two units. They want 5, 10, 15, 20 units. And they want to, you know, they want they want some one bedrooms. They want some two bedrooms. They want some three bedrooms. So we're able to offer them. And typically they come in and they rent the units on a furnished basis. And typically they come in for a year or two or even longer. So what we do with our program is we let people go into kind of a shared program where they share the rent. So if, you know, if there's five of us and we're all in the program and Adam, your unit is vacant, you still get four fifths of the rent. Doesn't matter. We all get four fifths. We all get we all we all share equally in whatever the rent is. So as opposed to your being the vacant one, it doesn't matter. Then we do the same thing with the furniture as we get the demand for the for the furniture 
all of us share in the price of the furniture. And then out of the five units we have, we might rent one or two of them furnished and the other three go unfurnished. And then we share again all that extra revenue we get from the furniture. So what we've seen in the past and what we're excited about in the future is that as these programs unfold, you know, we expect that I think I think running right now, we're running at about a 7% of our portfolio is furnished units. But once this market tends to take off, that percentage tends to grow to 10, 15, 20% of the portfolio. So it's difficult to manage if you have your own property and you're doing it on your own. It's easy to manage when we do it in this program because, you know, one month your unit might be rented furnished, but when your lease ends, uh, we may we may rent that unit unfurnished and then three months later or two months later put the furniture into my unit. Again, it doesn't matter to any of us where the furniture goes because all the revenue is just shared amongst all of us in the program. So that's worked really well. So so when I look at it, I go, okay, here's a really great market. Here's brand new property so you don't have any of the headaches that you have to worry about of buying something old and fixing it up. And number three, you get this added little boost to your rental income at a very low risk profile relative to doing furnished on your own, and you get to share in this rental program. So again, it's turnkey. You you get your check every month that gets automatically deposited into your account. So people just really like the fact that, hey, I get to participate in this region without effectively doing all the work. Fascinating. So Dave, can you maybe tell us a little bit about Western Canadian Properties Group? Yeah, I mean, our team has been doing this for 25, 30 years. We're, uh, we work, you know, I'm not going to say exclusively with investors, but a very significant part of our business is working with investors. Um, we try to target what we believe are the, the fastest growing high growth markets uh, that, that we can find. Uh, you know, as you know, we like Victoria, we like Surrey, we like Northeast BC. And, you know, we're not there. We we could invest anywhere. We could invest and buy properties and build anywhere. But first we go and we target the areas where we see huge population growth and job growth. And then we go into those markets and we design and build investor specific properties. Um, you know, we have a very good following our team. I think we've worked with, you know, over 12,000 investors over the last 30 years. So the nice thing is it's very easy to check us out and to, you know, call and get referrals and talk to people that have worked with us. But we're, we're working with people whose goal is to build a portfolio of two properties or five properties or 10 properties, and they want to do them in diversified markets. So what I say to people is if you get the market right, um, that's, that's 50% of the battle. Pick a good market where people are moving there, and that's your greatest likelihood of seeing the highest level of appreciation. Um, and then we look for properties in regions where the cash flows still make sense, um, you know, even on a brand new property. And then we go and we negotiate, we negotiate a bunch of different things for our clients. So for instance, on the property management side, most investors would pay 10% to the property management company because we have so many units under management. We go to the property management company and on behalf of our investors, we negotiate a flat fee of $50 a month. So on a $2,000 rental, instead of you paying $200 a month to the property manager, you'd get that property management fee for $50. So it's those kind of things that we really use the volume of the fact that we have so many clients. And we just find a lot of people who you know, are looking for properties. They don't want to do all the work, um, but they, they, 
they they're not completely hands off. They want to they want to understand the material. A lot of cases we do tours up to the area where they'll come and they'll visit the area and they'll you know get to meet the local you know town councilor or mayor, the economic development officer, the property management companies, and just you know really tour around and get a good feel for for why our research has led us to these areas. Right. No, we're huge fans of the model, and it, it, there's no easier way to invest in real estate, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it's phenomenal because, again, at the end of the day, most of us, there's a lot of different ways to own real estate, but most of us are still, you know, very connected to the fact that we want to own title to our own property. Right. At the end of the day, you know, there, there's a lot of different ways to own the real estate, but, you know, a lot of people really like that that hands-on approach of, uh, you know, owning their own their own property. And Dave, as a, as a final question here, someone out there listening is on the fence. Why should they buy in Fort St. John or Dawson Creek or at specifically Cambridge Estates? Uh, well, I, I always ask people to leave themselves with one question. And the question is, if I could only buy one property this year, where would it be? Okay. Now, you might come away with that conclusion and decide the place for you is Victoria. You might decide that that place is is Fort St. John and Dawson Creek. I would tell you that if I was sitting on a panel and there were 20 other people and they were all selling the regions, I'm pretty confident that with the data that I have that you would get down to the top one or two or three regions in BC that you should be investing as Fort St. John and Dawson Creek. In fact, I would tell you that I think it's unanimously one of those two regions. Um, but again, each person is individual. Each person has to go do their own homework. Um, you know, even on the product type, Adam, a lot of people like, hey, I only want to invest this much. I really like the idea of buying one of your coach homes, you know, with the one bedroom above the garage because it's 259000 And with that amount of down payment, that's an amount I'm comfortable investing. Other people like to go all the way up to the three bedroom, you know, and when I say all the way up and make it sound like like it's expensive, all the way up is 399000 right. which is, shoot, it's the price of a door in Vancouver. Forget the condo. Right. And, you know, and 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 the final one is that we have a lot of investors that we have. a We also have a product that's a suited single family home. So it's a it's your own house on your own piece of land. It's four hundred and eighty nine thousand uh, dollars, you know, with a three bedroom, two bath upstairs and a one bedroom suite downstairs, completely legal suite. Those ones are in Dawson Creek. And, you know, today the rents on those are right around $3,000. So those cash flow like crazy. So so each investor, not only are they individual to the market they like, but my experience from doing this for a long time is they're individual to the product they like. And so, you know, we've got sort of a, a list of projects that, that we offer people in the regions and, uh, you know, and then from there, it's up to them. Make sure you do your own due diligence and research. And, you know, and I think you'll come away and see a lot of the things that we see. And that's why we do the webinars so that we can give, you know, a lot more information than obviously I can on this short podcast, but a lot more information to really give you the numbers behind why we think it's going to be so good. That's fantastic. And I should say we are going to have a link to the webinar. So please do get in touch if you want to be involved in the webinar. Um, We're also going to have for people that purchased in Langford or looked into Langford, we're going to have a live binder link with similar information. And Dave, I really appreciate your time this morning. Thanks again. And uh, yeah, have a great day. Adam, my pleasure. Thank you. 
Interested in this project or other pre-sale condos? Head over to VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com and sign up today for VIP access. Vancouver Pre-Sale Condos. Brought to you by the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. Okay, let's do it. <clears throat> this is the Vancouver Pre-Sale Condos Podcast. 